is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, we care about you, you listeners out there here on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. We didn't want to make you wait an entire weekend to uh, hear our reaction on Jameis Winston's three-game suspension, which has not been finalized as of right now. It's Thursday evening. You're going to hear this on Friday afternoon or a little later. And we're back with a bonus edition of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. I'm Adam Azer. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please, uh, if this is the, you know, if you're listening to this and you didn't hear our Thursday show, it got lost in the feed. Maybe Dave and I recorded on Thursday. But here's Jamie. Working from home, texted me, wanted to get on the air, wanted to talk about Jameis Winston, who's facing a three-game suspension. Uh, thank you for doing this, Jamie. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I think it's always important that we, you know, react to news when we can. And, you know, you are a very dedicated worker, so I figured you'd be available, ready, willing, and you're definitely able. When you say dedicated worker, you mean boring person with no life, right? Well, I know you'd be home. Yeah, <laughs> I was home. I just finished my blue apron. Uh, all right, so Jameis Winston facing a three-game suspension for violating the personal conduct policy. Again, it's not official, but we will, I guess, mostly act as if he'll serve a three-game suspension. Ryan Fitzpatrick is their backup quarterback. I got an interesting note on what happened when Fitzpatrick played last year and what it meant for Mike Evans. But what did you do with Jameis Winston in your rankings? I dropped him from 13th to 18th. Um, I still think there's an opportunity here for Winston to, you know, help fantasy owners. Uh, when he's back, the problem is that he's, if the suspension is upheld, it's, he's out until week four. The Bucks have a bye in week five. Do you want to carry a backup quarterback who's not going to play for you until most likely week six? Well, yeah, you could start him at Chicago in week four. They were actually sixth best against quarterbacks last year, which is not necessarily a stat that translates year to year. But yeah, that's a good point. At Chicago in week, in week four and then a bye, then at Atlanta. And quite frankly, Jamie, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta had a pretty good defense, a very good defense this year. So that means week seven against Cleveland is, it might be the first time you want to use Jameis Winston. Yeah, that's very true. You know, but at least just in terms of how you manage your roster. That's tricky, you know, to say I'm going to carry a second quarterback. So most likely we're going to be talking about him as a waiver wire ad. I would be very surprised if his ownership percentage is above 60% the way that our leagues are are typically run. You have to think if you're going to draft him facing a three-game suspension, you have to think that Jameis Winston could be great this year. And a lot of people do. We just had Mike Tagliere on two episodes ago, and he had Jameis as one of his breakouts. We know the stats. Yeah, yeah, right. And we know the stat, um, 4,910 yards. That's what he would have had if you, if you take his games that he finished last year. But I'll throw this stat at you. You know, he had about 4,000 yards, uh, 4,000 to 4,100 yards in his other two seasons, 2015 and 16. Kirk Cousins went from 4,100 to 4,900 back to 4,100. So there's certainly no guaranteeing that Jameis Winston's going to, you know, be one of the best in yards per attempt and yards per game in the NFL again. And it's just such a deep position. I, you also have an improved run game, obviously, with, with Ronald Jones. The thing, the thing is, is that, you know, when you look at this receiving core, you have an elite playmaker in, in Mike Evans. You have, you know, a good field stretcher when, you know, he's right in Deshaun Jackson. Two very competent tight ends in Cameron Brait and, uh, OJ Howard. 
And, you know, a lot of people, myself included, excited about Chris Godwin as that third guy. So it's a great receiving core. It's just a shame that, you know, now you're dealing with this quarterback upheaval, you know, for uh, what could be, again, um, you know, three games. And we don't know for sure, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's the assumption right now. So Jamie, again, has Winston, uh, you said 18th you moved him? Yeah, I had him 13th. You know, it, it's it's really nitpicking when you get to the 15th through 20 range because I think all these guys have – so much upside. I, I continue to move Eli Manning up as I do more and more research and, and more writing. You know, it's uh it's kind of like the uh the lull makes you reevaluate a lot of different players. And so uh, I moved Eli up to the top fifteen, just you know, to give you a comparison. Philip Rivers I would take over him, Matt Ryan I would take over him. Um I moved him behind Jared Goff, who I'm a little bit concerned about just because of what he did last year, uh and what that offense is. But, you know, Winston I think will be in the in the discussion with Marcus Mariota. Uh Dak Prescott, Tyrod Taylor, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, if you're buying into his upside, um, you know, he's just somebody I don't think you're going to get a, a lot of love for. I'm disappointed for a couple of reasons. Um, in one draft that I've already done that we're playing out, I drafted him as a backup to Patrick Mahomes. That's okay, but, you know, I, I don't know if I would have made that move if, you know, with this news. And the other one is our uh, our championship dynasty team that we share, Adam. Uh huh. Yeah, great team. Uh, you, you spend a lot of time looking at. <laughs> um, I have three quarterbacks now, uh, which are, I think, a good group. But Winston was going to be the guy, and now it's Winston, Eli Manning, and Mitchell Trubisky. So, uh, hopefully that that trio will get the job done as we try to repeat. Yeah, you should have some some good some good stuff there between Trubisky, Eli, and Jameis Winston. I want to ask you, did you move Mike Evans down in your rankings? First, though, I just I need to tell everybody, uh, there, we got a lot of great content on CBS Sports. Like, well, first of all, I want to tell everybody why Jamie sounds a little bit different today. It's because, like I said, we're doing an impromptu show. Uh, he's doing it from home. Really appreciate the time there. We just wanted to give you some instant feedback. But uh, go to the website. Go to CBSSports.com slash fantasy. Got a ton of football content out now, including a couple of mock drafts that we did. Dave and I talked about the PBR draft on Thursday's show. But the product has launched. Spring, uh, uh, football commissioner, excuse me, CBS Sports football commissioner is back, and it's better than ever. That's my own wording. They didn't tell me to say that. But I play most of my leagues on CBS, obviously, but I've played on the other websites before, and there's really just no comparison. I think for all of you out there, your serious fantasy players, customizable scoring to create your own stat categories and adjust scoring by position and more. You can reward chain movers. You can devalue the touchdown vultures. It's totally up to you. Schedule flexibility within your league, uh, multiple games per period if you want. I've done that. It's really fun. Uh, advanced stats we got for the for the more analytically savvy managers, if that's really a word. And for Dynasty, you know, we're really putting a lot of focus on Dynasty. Future draft picks, you can trade up to three years of future draft picks so if you want to make your playoff push now or build your team for years to come. Um, if you're in a Dynasty league and you want to r- run a rookie draft, now you can. So really good stuff. I don't want to tell you everything, but also in-app commissioner tools. That was something that the people really wanted, and we've got those. Go to cbssports.com slash FFT. cbssports.com slash FFT. Get started today. All right, I know all you serious fans, you need to be playing on cbssports.com. cbssports.com slash FFT. Did you move Mike Evans down? I did not. I can't really justify, even with him losing Winston, Putting him behind Tyreek Hill, Doug Baldwin, T.Y. Hilton, just yet. Maybe Hilton will move ahead of him if Andrew Luck is 100% by training camp. But you know, we've talked about this: the the drop off at receiver from really the elite level guys, the number one options, to the number two options. I still think Evans. I'd probably put him now at the high end number two options. 
you know, I think there's probably a safe eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but Evans didn't exactly play poorly with Fitzpatrick in the time no. that they were together. He missed the one game because of the suspension uh, when he hit Marcus La- Marshawn Lattimore in the in, in the back in that Saints game, missed Week Ten against the Jets. Uh, but he had you know three for ninety five and a touchdown in the first game Winston appeared in. Um, he had an eighty yard game, he had a ninety yard game. Um, yeah, no, he, you know, he, he led he the team. Very- he led the team in receiving all three games that he played with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and one of the games uh, Jameis Winston started, but didn't. Did not have any completions to Mike Evans. Evans ended up with three catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown in that game. Jamie mentioned that. So uh, he led the team in receiving all three games he played with Fitzpatrick. He had 95, 92, 78 yards, one touchdown. I don't know if you care about this, but Deshaun Jackson actually did pretty well. He had 38 yards. He had 82 yards. He had 60 yards, but he had one touchdown. And uh, he got the uh, Fitzpatrick got the tight ends involved, too. O.J. Howard had 52 yards twice. Cameron Braid had a 76-yard game. Uh, 46 yards from Fitzpatrick and uh, a touchdown from Fitzpatrick in that game at Arizona. So I think, you know, you could do a lot worse as a back, for, you know, for Tampa Bay as a backup quarterback. They got a, they got a pretty good one, I suppose. And he went two and one in the three starts. Yeah, that's a good stat. So, and they probably won the, did they win the Arizona game? The one he came uh, in and played most of it. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll count that as a stat, as a start for him. Why not? We'll have fun with it. Of course, I don't know if they won, but we'll look that up. All right. So, uh, I think that's basically it. The only other thing, Jamie, is I looked at some quarterbacks who have good schedules, weeks one through three. If you want to pair them with Jameis Winston, it's hard to really say at this point. You don't know how it's going to translate year to year. Two of the worst teams against the pass last year were the Texans and the Giants. And I think both are going to be a lot better this year just because of health for the Texans and coaching and health for the Giants. But, you know, you can't just look at at what happened last year. But Ben Roethlisberger at Cleveland week one. He's not usually good on the road, but he is. it is at Cleveland. He scored 20 fantasy points in week one at Cleveland last year. Kansas City at home and at Tampa Bay. Case Keenum, he's got Seattle in week one. I don't know if that's a bad matchup anymore. Seattle, Oakland at Baltimore. Baltimore actually was great against the pa- uh, quarterbacks last year. Matthew Stafford I like a lot. Jets at the Niners and at the Patriots. Uh, Bortles is at the Giants, Patriots, and Titans. Mahomes at the Chargers could be tough. At Pittsburgh and then San Francisco. That one's not so great for Mahomes. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee at the Jets and at Oakland. I don't think you want to draft Ryan Tannehill, but maybe if you're desperate. Uh, I like this one. Kirk Cousins, the Niners at the Packers and then... Buffalo at home. Buffalo was very good against quarterbacks. That's because they were so bad against the run last year. I don't think it's because their pass defense is really that good. Uh, Eli Manning's bad week one, but he's at Dallas and at Houston. He's got Jacksonville at Dallas at Houston. The Jets quarterback is going to have the Lions on the road, then the Dolphins, then the Browns. That's another good one. Mariota at Miami, Houston, and at Jacksonville. That's okay. I don't really know about Arizona this year. They probably won't be bad, but Alex Smith is at Arizona. Home against the Colts and home against Green Bay. I know I gave a lot out there. I think Stafford is the one that really pops to me. Jets at the Niners at New England for Stafford. Nice little start there for him. Yeah, and I will just one more note in terms of, you know, things that are impacted aside from Winston. Uh, if you were looking at the Saints DSD, home game against Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that's very attractive. Saints obviously have a very good defense, what we saw last year, and this could even make them that much more I guess powerful as a team. They yeah. lost that game at Arizona. 30, 38-33. I'll blame Winston for it. And not Fitzpatrick. We'll let him off the hook. 
All right, thank you, uh, thank you, Jamie, for uh, for hopping on here. Appreciate it, man. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. And now we'll be back on Monday. Bye.